Hold up. Is that real life? What's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Be Real with Bonnie. Today, we have a very special guest to me and to most of you that listen to this. He is the GOAT, the good legendary, (laughs) my dad. Welcome. Thanks for taking the hot seat. The hot seat? Nice. Okay. I could use a warm seat. It could be. You are actually the first guest in my new seat. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Good deal. Is it comfortable? Could be a little bit more cushiony on the tush. Well, we could, but oh, well, I could have more tush to be cushy with, too. There so you go. That's all right. Let's work on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got some questions for you. We're going to kind of get a little deep, but this is the B-Real, so let's have you tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, where shall we begin? Um my famous quote for that is Bill Cosby. I started out as a child <laughs> at a very young age and um, have managed to survive this world for 20, 20, 20 if only 60 years. Oh, I years. was like, wow. Well, see what That's happens impressive. when you get old. Uh, math becomes unimportant. Uh, 68 years old, I am a uh, father of two, I ha- but I have four daughters and a son so figure that one out on your own uh, i have uh we're gonna need to do like a chart <laughs> we need one we <laughs> need one nine grandchildren uh i i am a christian i am a loving husband i am uh that's about it and now i'm uh, recently undertaking tour guiding in the nation's capital with eighth graders so Eighth graders, mostly eighth graders. Oof. Yes, that's that's a very big uh, for me. That's it's a bit of a challenge. Do they care about that stuff in eighth grade? You know, that's the challenge. Oh, yeah. Well, good thing you're fun and funny though, and you can make it entertaining. If only I was fun and funny. We think you are. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Fine. We, as in my group. Well, there you are. Um, I try to be presentable. I try to give them information, but I try not to talk too much to where their eyes glaze over. Right. And um, move on to the next event. So I feel like the kids that go on those kinds of trips are like the goody two-shoe ones, right? Like they have to earn it. Oh, they are. They they are. They, they, so they do they, pay attention. They come from private schools. They're very well-versed in uh, certain things that you wouldn't think eighth graders are with regards to history and government. So I can't, I have to elevate my game. In order to keep their interest on Because I didn't care about that kind of stuff until I was a freshman in college. And then I had that one professor. That makes a And difference. he made it very entertaining. Well, they are well-read. They are well-good. And for the most part, well-behaved. So It's, it's hard good. to find these days. Well, we can talk about that. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're retired. Living that retired life. As I am. <laughs> if only. Three days a week. Uh, retired. Retired's a good, a good. I'm retired from teaching, from education. Uh, I have retired basically from other employment opportunities, either by my own choice or theirs. And I have, you know, um, the thing about being retired, though, and I will share this with your, your vast audience, um, it's hard to stay retired. Yeah, it's not cracked up. It's well, what you it's just don't, you know, I'm not to the point where I'm sitting on a beach every day or I'm out fishing every day or I'm just <laughs> sleeping until noon and then get up and then go take a nap. So if you're listening to this and you want to be a teacher, don't because well, you will not be able to retire at your beach home unless you marry well and or invest well. Well, but. that's my advice. Second marriage is for money. Mm-hmm. First marriage for love. Second marriage for money. I can learn to love you. 
with your money. With your, <laughs> that's rather with your cynical, money. dear. But okay, we well, can go with listen, that. that's that's my life motto right now. Okay, so you taught for over twenty six years, eight, twenty eight years. Um, what would you say was the best part about being a teacher? And I'm going to say back then, cause you've been retired for nine years now. Mm-hmm. Teaching back then. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is I was a lot younger and, oh, I, and yeah. I was a lot more energetic, tolerable <laughs> <laughs> <was> and uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But yes, I was, but it was, uh, teaching back then or teaching anytime, whenever you gar- whenever you gather the attention of people young people especially, and they hear you, there is nothing more magical than a classroom of people who get it and get on board and get with it and carry on a conversation like human beings should. It's just, it's just a magical place. For most of your career, for the listeners, was high schoolers. Correct. I've done everything from sixth grade to college level. Yeah. So, older kids. No elementary education for you. No, thank you. No two plus two. Uh, that's, like I said, math. ABCs. <laughs> what would you say would be the worst part about teaching back then? Other than the obvious things that Oklahoma faces with regards to poor pay and um, things, having to work a side gig all the time. I still don't think I know of any teacher that I like no no that doesn't have a second job you always had a second job or a third or a third so yes that was that was the hard part learning to live within your means that kind of thing but as far as the classroom and the kids go it's just basically learning the trade it's a trade you got to learn it takes at least four or five years to to get the hang of it and then once you get the hang of it then you get to run with it Speaking of one of your other jobs, we passed the bank the other night where I <laughs> yeah, sliced yeah. my old head Good open times. on the counter. Good times. Okay. What do you think is the biggest difference in teaching nowadays versus then? Well, at this very moment, I would have to say, seeing as I just got back from a, a week of eighth graders, is the fact that the teachers all told me that COVID really the lockdowns, the mass, the segregating, the locking away, the sequestering, uh, the online, all that kind of stuff really threw a wrench in things. It really mucked a lot of stuff up. I would and, agree. And it really has an effect upon the maturity level of the children. Believe it or not, experts have been saying, they were telling me this, that it's going to take at least 10 years to flush this out oh, because these kids have all been scared. They've been uh, fear-mongered with uh, diseases. But I think a good thing, though, about kids, too, is like, what's that word? They're resilient? Oh, they bounce back. They figure it out. Absolutely. But it still has a tremendous effect on them and on their maturity level. Uh, It's These guys aren't as mature as you would hope. And the teachers all told me that, that, uh, you know, it's going to be a while before this flushes through. I did say that during through. the old lockdown vid that I was glad that I had littles at yes. the time yes, and not. And I feel sorry for those teachers that had to do it online because. Oh, if, it was if a nightmare even for the parents. If you're my age and trying to learn the technological uh, hoops to jump through is, is yes, way above my pay grade. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. We're going to switch gears okay. a little bit, but that's a little background of the old pops. 
Okay, so wanting to do this podcast and like being real and like real life situations, it's not Hollywood, it's not on TV, no nannies, no maids, no nothing. We're going to talk some about like starting over because speaking of you having more than one job and things like that, it was because you're a single father. I think even though when you were teaching, when you were married, you still had another job, but being a single father. So coming from a divorce with two kids, who's your favorite kid out of your two? Um, I am. Oh gosh. I thought I was going to trick him and get that one. (laughs) Um, Which your parents weren't divorced or never got a divorce. And then my mom, her parents never came from a divorce. So like, um, well, yeah. That's a whole that's a whole nother episode we'll uh, talk about, folks. Yep, yep, yep. But just what they say it's like what more common if at least one spouse comes from a divorced family. So what's the best thing you learned about starting over? About starting over is uh you become very self reliant. You begin to do things yourself. As a married couple, you try to partnership on things. You know, your responsibilities and the other responsibilities working together to, to, to raise a family. But when that go, when your partner goes away, then you have to do all the heavy lifting, all the lifting yourself. I remember you made us learn to do laundry because you said, if I have to learn to do it, so do you. <laughs> yeah. so, words to that effect. Yes, yes. I mean, listen, well, I do laundry. Life skill. It's a life skill for goodness sakes. Uh, my mother spoiled me terribly and I didn't do laundry until I your mother taught me precious so, baby boy there you go that's what you get when you're the oldest jesus i married the youngest and he's a precious baby boy well then you're the baby boy too i didn't want to go there yeah bless go it. There that's going to be it's been talked about several times but we will talk about precious baby boys okay what but be, best advice My sisters will agree with you on that just the, oh i learned that yeah i go learned ahead. that that's fine though because yeah. i'm the and I Favorite acknowledge child. it. I don't deny it. I just smile and go, yep. Sure right. am. Can't do anything about it now. <laughs> um, best advice you would give anybody in that situation starting over? Starting over. The best advice is to heal yourself. Get yourself healed. Because when you go, when you have a split like that, it's not two people going separate ways. It's really one person being ripped in half and that half that's been ripped away from you needs to heal it needs to take time and you need don't get in a hurry you can't really push it it's it's gonna take time and the best thing you can do for you is to get yourself together get your 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 mind together you get your finances together you get your career together you focus on yourself you keep your kids as a premium, if you have children, you keep your kids as a top, top, top priority. And then you work yourself through there and you give it up to God. You give it up to God because he's, he knows these things. If you're a Christian, you know these things, that God has got you in his hand. He doesn't let anything happen that you can't really, that you can't handle without him. You can handle it with him so give you give your life to god and keep priority on your children my grandmother whom i admire and respect greatly 
told me straight to my face that when I got married and started having kids, she looked at me and she says, you take care of these kids. They did not ask to come into this world. You are responsible. And that stuck in my heart ever since. And I hope I've done that at least. I'll vouch for that you have. Good old Tucker. Yeah. Gosh, she gave the best. She gave the best advice. She was the greatest. Mm-hmm. Miss her greatly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Waiting 13 years yep. to get remarried? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, clearly no rush there. <laughs> um, and I would say seeing both sides, because I feel like my mom did. I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't sat down and wrote out questions or... That whole side of it. But you waited 13 years to get married. Dated a few here and there women. I think we met one. You met two. Well, one didn't go to church with us and the other one did. Right? Yeah, she went to church with us. Right, those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a redhead and a blonde. They walk into a bar. Woo-hoo. No, I'm just kidding. That's like not part of this, but I just thought it'd be funny. My eyes lit up. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then a brunette walks in. Um, okay, so yeah. we did meet a few of them, but there was one thing too that I would say when it was our weekend with you, our time in the summer. Um, I mean, it was court ordered that we got every other weekend, but yes. we spent more time. Yes, it was just the that was the bullshit paperwork, but we did spend more time together. They didn't come around. You didn't allow them to be around when it was our time. Well, and I always you, remembered that. Well, it was our time. Well, right, right. But some, I don't know. I feel like some parents are just like, well, you know, we've been dating for a couple months, so I think it's time to meet the children. Uh, you did. You knew who they were. You'd met them, but I didn't really make it a priority to have them around all the you time. You were sneaky. Uh, well, Let's not I, act like boyfriend and girlfriend when the kids are around. Well, there you go. <laughs> and they respected that. They respected that. The well, I feel said. like that would be a sign if they didn't, though. Well, right. always looking for flags. <laughs> it's that red flag, folks. Okay, so what is something that you would recommend on getting back into the dating world <laughs> to somebody? Um, again, take your time. Do not get in a hurry. You will be surprised at... Um, what's out there and it's a lot of it is very unpleasant but they remember that if you're returning at a certain age um these are wounded people too they've probably been divorced they've probably been in, in relationships that have uh not worked out failed and that you need to take that into consideration as well but take your time don't get in a hurry um i'm not a fan of internet I was going to ask, okay, so very first episode. But I didn't have to do that. Right. So I thank you, Jesus, I didn't have to do that. Very first episode was with Kirsten, and it was like about the dating apps. Do you feel, though, that if like the dating apps were available back then when you guys got divorced, you would have been on it? Well, it would have been an option. It might have been a choice. Could you uh, imagine you trying to fill out your dating online profile? Uh, no, I'd probably have you over to help me. Um, oh, I would be like, don't come around. <laughs> I don't want to share my dad. I know you didn't. You you weren't a fan of any of the people that that you had a chance to meet. Um, I I am not a fan. I am, but that's just me. I have several people my age who have remarried because their spouses have passed, 
and they're very happy. They're very happy. I've always said I feel like the second marriage, if the first one doesn't work out, the second one probably will. Mm. What's funny, probably will for the fact that you know what you want, you know what you won't settle for, you set your standards, you don't budge because you've already obviously been through something. So you're like, I'm not, if I'm going to do this again, then this is how it's going to be. But looking up, because when I had Addie and Connor on, they're newlyweds, all the things, I did some research and they said that like second and third, third marriages are 60% fail or something like that. And second ones are like 40%. So it's like, shit, never mind, don't do it. Well, I think it's, from my perspective, it's they get in a hurry. They don't want to be alone. I don't. They haven't, they haven't taken care of their self. Right. So they're still going out there wounded. And it's real hard and desperate. You can't make things work when things are broken. Well, you got to fix yourself. Right. There's a, it's a process. It's a thing you have to wade through. Not fun, time consuming, energy consuming, and emotionally draining. Well, and now I feel like there's more opportunities out there to help you like with counseling and therapy. And it's not a bad thing. It's to me, if you go to therapy, it shows strength. It doesn't show weakness. Oh, absolutely. Asking for help is never. No. Should never be considered a weakness. Ever. I think for a hot minute, people thought it was. Well, And it was like, oh my God, they're screwed up. They're going to therapy. And uh, be honest, secretly behind your back, they probably still do. Oh. Well, I don't for the record. Well, if you this, go to therapy, I do not think those things. There's a lot of people are. And I like therapy. And I think, and I just to throw this out there, a lot of people, when you go through a separation like this, a lot of people, you will find out real quick who your friends are. Oh, you yes. will find out really quick who, not just support your back because of blah blah blah, but the, your fans, your friends, your fans. But a lot of people um, are afraid that divorce is contagious. Yes, they start evaluating their situation and start going, "Oh my God, these people had their act together, and now all of a sudden it's gone." what chance do I have of surviving? I need to avoid that. Avoid it. Just avoid it. Because they think it's contagious. Metaphorically, they believe it's, it might well, be contagious. Well, and I feel like two people think that they need to take sides. And Oh, yes. I mean, within my friend group, there's been some things. I don't even consider them my friends. Like, they're my family. Mm-hmm. But there's been some things, and I'm 99.9% sure that, like, all my people know that I do not choose sides. I am team family i am team this if it doesn't work that is totally fine but and that's y'all's decision that i have nothing to do with that but there are no sides especially when kids are involved well that is a very um you are the exception not the rule yes you are the exception you're welcome the rule. yes you know, I'll get you. david I'll i'm just out here <laughs> driving out here <laughs> no you it, it, that is the exception because a lot of people um you just scare them it just it does. Maybe not consciously, but unconsciously. And I think too old, like the older I get, no, I know, I don't think the older that I get though, is like your story is your story. So I want to be here for you. I want to listen to you. I'm an open book. When you want my advice, I will give it, but I don't repeat things. Well, and again, that's the exception. I'm, <laughs> I'm here to listen. And like I said, especially for kids, like it's not funny. It's not we're not in high school. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, no. These people are stuck in junior high. Oh, that's that. Okay. We never really got to meet. Oh, we've already talked about this. Clearly, and hang out with them. Do you think that date, the dating world is the same today as it was back then? No. We kind of covered that, too. You know, they have 
like all these different there's like farmers dating and there's like a christian singles mingles dating they have like all sorts of stuff do you i just still don't feel like that's like authentic though oh there's a lot of meat markets out there meat markets i know the caravan's gone so what no. now what <laughs> exactly now? exactly where what i am can't I do? ever date again oh caravan's gone yeah no the meat market meat markets are everywhere they're online they're in churches there and that's where I benefited greatly from is going to church and meeting people. Uh, but a lot of them turn into, they just turn into me. I don't, I mean, sadly, I, I don't know. We don't go to that church anymore, but I don't think a lot of church have, cause we're going to get to that. Like where you met Sharon is at church and it was the singles class. Cause you have like your nursing home class and then you have your nursery and then you have like different age groups. I don't think they have those anymore. Oh, they're there. They're there. There's, there's singles opportunities out there in the, uh, in the Christian church community. Um, you just have to be able to, uh, you have to allow yourself to, to open up though. You have to do it. And that's one of the things I was going to mention earlier that instead of going online, I would recommend going to church finding a singles group that fits your style fits you there's a lot of them out there that don't and a lot of them out there that do but if you want to just get out and meet people on a non-threatening basis in my heart that's the place to go i watch too much dateline i don't think i could do online dating (laughs) i don't watch dateline i do never ends well okay meeting sharon (laughs) your relationship well. well there you go you're now wife for almost 21 years because mm-hmm. it'll be 21 in June. Jesus, that's a long time. Oof. It doesn't seem that long. It though. really doesn't, though. But you guys dated for six years before yes. you popped the old question. Yes. Some would want to know why you waited so long. We had kids. She has three. I have two. Uh, they were going through several, you know, going through high, going through school, going through changes. And it was pretty much my decision that, uh, and another part of it is, is that your brother just came to live with me, Mm. left your mom and came to live with me at the time I started seeing Sharon. And that was so important to me that I told Sharon right up front, I said, I'm not going to put my son, my daughter in a blended family situation. Nothing wrong with it. Right. I just, those are battles I didn't want to think I needed to fight and so I just stayed single and she understood this also my brother was coming from what was he a freshman when he moved in with you Mm -hmm. yes so he's coming from like small town to bigger school right as a freshman dude Mm -hmm. that's hard it's quite hard quite hard but thank uh, Jesus it worked out really well we got him into sports we got him into Oh, yeah, and you then know. he became, like, preppy popular. Yeah. <laughs> Strange how that works. He it's had a heck so... of a dad being a teacher there, so what can I tell you? That's true. That's true. Okay, so you said blended family. How do you guys make a blended family work in so well? well because I will say that we've all... I mean, minus, I feel like when we were teenagers and, like, Sharon's middle daughter would get mad at my brother because he would be mean to me, but I was like, it's normal, he's my brother. And then looking back, I'm like, maybe he's a little too mean. Yeah. We'd have our spats, but, like, nothing drama crazy, I would ever say. I mean, we have our drama. We all have our drama. But 
never like duked it out or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like how I think a lot of it played though was because we did go to church together and then you guys were friends before you started dating. We were very much friends. And you guys met at church in your singles group. Yep. And we did so many trips with the singles group. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. Like the river. (laughs) <laughs> that I will bonding know. experiences oh, on the Illinois survival. River. That was survival. Ah, that was like survival. It will test but your we did Christ- so much together. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, we always hung out with them. Yeah. So I think I just answered that question. So that's pretty much how. But it I works. still have you like take your time, take your time. Really but good relationship with all of them, though. Indeed, and it was a good relationship. I mean, it wasn't. Well, when hostile. people ask me how many siblings I have, I said there. I always say there's seven total. Correct. Because then we've got... For you. For me. But it's like, they're like, oh my gosh, your parents have seven kids. And I'm like, nope, get your piece of paper out. Because here we go. (laughs) It's a story. Absolutely. All I always tell them, I have five. That's what I say. I consider everybody. Right. Daughters, sons. But I think you guys did very well. Well, Thank you. And now like our Christmases and Easter's and Thanksgiving's and stuff, they're wild. What's funny is though, is because Shane comes from just him and his sister. Right. And we have the littles and her daughters are older and it's like Christmas is not chaotic on this side of the family. Ours, it's like you got to prepare for it. It's an event. It's starting to get where we need to rent out a place. Almost. Oh, wait, come over to your house. No. Okay. No. No, no. <laughs> you, know, you know Sharon ain't going to let that happen. I know. I know. And I want it to be like that. I okay. What would you say is the key to a successful marriage? <sighs> You both have a, a strong faith in God, first and foremost. And the second thing is trust. You have to trust your other half. You have to, tr- no matter what, you should be able to turn your back and not get stabbed. You have to trust. You have to trust in all areas of, uh, you know, your communications, your uh, finances, your uh, goals, you have to you have to put them out there, and then you have to trust that the other person is uh, is going to be there with you and for you, just like you are going to be with them and for them. It's a group effort. It's a hard thing. Marriage is hard. Hardest thing in the entire world. Hard. Only thing harder I can think of is raising kids. No, that's a breeze compared to marriage. <laughs> In my opinion. Oh, okay. So far. Oh, so far. All right. Well, yours aren't teenagers yet, so we'll talk about that oh, in a few Oh, heavens to Betsy's. When that happens. But uh, it's hard. It's probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. I think when you said trust, too, though, and then you threw in, like, finances and all of that, I think when people hear the word trust, they just automatically go, like, infidelity. They don't think about oh, trusting well, with the finances and trusting with decision-making. And My wife knew I was a teacher. And teachers are primarily female. And so I hang around women all the time. You've always been the girl dad, though. I have. The girl man. Because daughters are your best ally. They love their dads. If you do it right. Yes, I know they they do. They will love you. And they they will. You can trust them. You can trust them. But there are a lot of families, bless their hearts, that don't have that opportunity. Don't take that opportunity to yeah. build that relationship with their daughters. It's, it's, you know, and, and you, uh, on the other hand, are pretty much a tomboy. So that's easy. Yes. 
that for me, that's easy basketball. Let's go shoot hoops. Let's go do this. Let's go fish. Let's go run up and down the river. Let's, Funny because I don't like to fish now. Yeah, well, we outgrow. They'll things. go out. We fishing. grow into things. We Ugh. grow out of things. But uh, I'll shoot a basketball all day long. Well, there you go. And that was so much easier for me to relate to as a father to try to, 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 to promote those kind of things. But um, I have uh, other daughters who are incredibly feminine. Oh, heavens to Betsy's, yes. And uh, God love them. They sure wear mirrors out when they were growing up. I mean, how do you wear a mirror out? I don't know, but they just wore them out. And I don't understand that to the degree I probably should. But I recognize it. Sorry, I didn't help you in that department. You know, you don't say, hey, let's go shoot baskets. My My my, hair. My hair, my my nails, whatever. Yeah, it's sturdy outside. No, that wasn't me. Love them all to death. And I'm glad they're in my life because they sure bring a variety to it i mean oh yeah you get the whole spectrum with them I, with all yep, of us put together pretty much pretty much and then it's just funny too and though that's a blessing by the way i'm gonna say that we just the whole like tomboy thing because now my daughter is like she went through a good <laughs> stage of like i need my hair done da, 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 and now it's like she comes out and she's like hey i'm ready for school i'm like did you even brush your hair <laughs> and you're like yeah i just put it back in a ponytail i'm like how many days are we wearing this from sweatpants and ponytail girl yeah but I'm here for it. Like, oh yeah, she'll still like we go get nails done and it'll stuff. Be back, it'll come back. Oh, I'm sure it will. With, one with of the vengeance, days. no doubt. But it'll be back. Um. Okay. So I asked some of the girls some questions, and then I actually forgot to put one in here. So I'll ask you, and then I'll look for it. Okay. If you will share, which you guys you have to understand, my dad doesn't like to tell me funny, crazy stories of back when he was younger, like. Obviously, I'm not going to think any different of him. I'm not going to go out and do the things that he did. What? I always had to count on his cousin to tell me the fun stories because they were too Starsky and Hutch back in the day. Mm-hmm. What? Thelma and Louise. Maybe, no. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any dude combos. That's uh, because they don't. They're Batman and few. Robin. Uh, okay. I don't know. Um, what's your wildest college story? Wildest college story. That's a hard one because the word wild is in there. I don't recall any. You're already lying. What? I know <laughs> I don't some stories. I not recall any wild stories. I, when you say wild, my Fun. mind goes, oh, like Roman orgy type things. And no, oh, my God. <laughs> is that not wild? Now, come on. Okay. That's, that's still wild. That's gross. Thank you. But gross. I don't know. Ew. Never. Dad. Never know. Okay. Okay, that's why I don't tell PG-ish. you stories. <laughs> Keep it PG-ish. Okay, the wildest thing we ever did in college is uh, we drove, my cousin and I took our girlfriends at the time, and we went to a three-day outdoor music festival in Atoka, Oklahoma, over Labor Day. And there was some wildness there. There was some Roman action going on in oh that place. Like so, Woodstock stuff. Uh, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. And we survived it. And we got out of there alive and well and have wonderful memories. To, it was a Western one. It was Willie and Wayland and all that kind of It was of, the good Western uh, ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, Old school dudes. I don't follow that anymore. But it was, sounded like a good time. And we went down <laughs> there and, and we enjoyed it. And we came back. I mean, it's something I would not ever think of doing today. <laughs> without a camper and a trailer and air conditioning and a shower but you know when you're 19 yeah shower that reminded shower me is secondary when you guys went to padre island 
Oh, and you just hotel um, hopped around to find showers with yeah, chicks. And we did. Oh, my God. They're very hospitable people. Yeah. You meet the right ones. They're awful nice. Yeah, they'll they'll invite you up to shower. So, no, that was fun. That was interesting. I'm glad you remembered that. Uh, yeah, That's that what was, I'm saying, like showers. Because yeah. I went to Padre in college. And I remember your cousin came over and was like, oh, we went there one time. And you're like just sitting there staring at him. I'm like, shut up. Because I'm fixing to go. And he was like, we had a great time. We slept on the beach. And I'm like, ew. Yeah, we did. Because we got a hotel room. Yeah, we did. And you guys slept on the beach and then. We were cheap. We were broke. <laughs> we, But we could do this. We we both, all three of us, the three guys that rode in a truck down there together on a bench seat all the way down to. Uh, That's not, like a 16 hour drive. Yeah. We drove all the way down. But we, everybody put in 20 bucks for gas. for gas, and we made it down there and back on the 20 bucks, on the $60. What'd you guys eat? How did you get money to eat, or food to eat? Who eats? You buy beer. (laughs) We had liquid diets, mainly. Man, to be that young again. No. No? Nah. Okay, going back to kind of, um, thanks for sharing, though. Oh, you're, thanks for drawing I that thought out. You were I forgot forgot all about that stuff. (laughs) I thought you were for sure going to be like, we're not talking about those. No. When dad goes back to where he went to college, it is fun to watch him, though, because he's like a kid in a candy store. And he always tells us this, that, and another. (laughs) My first girlfriend lived over here. Yes. The other one that used to do my homework lived over here. Yes. Dad's a little player. Yes. Player. I'm a player. Well, it was probably the four greatest years of my life. (laughs) Coming from the man just talking about marriage and kids. And it's the best four years. I grow things, but still, that was the... Four most funnest, no responsibility, no pressure, no nothing. Wasn't there a time you came home from college with your laundry and grandma went to do it and you had a bottle of tequila in there? That was from the Padre Island thing. Oh, see Yeah, I salvaged that out of everybody trying to drink everybody else's booze. And we went to Mexico and bought it and I brought it back over the border and I hid it. And she didn't know it was in there? Of course not. And then she went to do your laundry and it splattered all over. Did you get in trouble? No, you didn't. Well, she was not happy, but you know. She was happy doing the laundry. I'll never forget the first time I went home without laundry, and it kind of broke her heart because I I had learned to do laundry. I remember that story and some others in the passing, and like now as a mother, I get that. Like I said, when my daughter comes out and is like ready for school, I'm like, hold on. I didn't tie your shoe. I didn't brush your hair. I, what? Like what's happening? They grow up. That's why people have millions of babies. I don't have millions. I don't want millions of babies. I have five. I'm done um, well, I after have two. our son. Yeah, he I really watched, stamped I watched it. two of them come into the world, and that was enough for me. Yeah, but I was fun to watch. Had not, to have been. Not, I'm fun about not, everything. Not popping out of your mother. Well, that's okay. I've made up for it. Okay. <laughs> one. Okay, these. I skipped a question up here, but. Okay. What's one advice you would give someone in their mid-20s or 30s? Oh, so much. There's so much advice out there for you guys. It's a different world than when I was your when I was that age. I would just say, "Oh golly, that's tough." There's we don't have enough time. Okay, but I would just basically say, "Find God, put your trust in Jesus, walk with them, and you will save yourself so much grief." Some people only learn through grief, but you could save yourself so much grief by walking with God. 
truly, that would be the advice for these guys, because a lot of them don't have God. They don't have a they don't have a solid, firm spiritual basis right. in their life, and that's a that's a that's a that's a big one, because that takes care of a whole lot of other things. It should head off a whole lot of other trouble, but that's just my humble opinion for these guys, because they need it. It's needed all over. Everybody needs it. But that this bunch coming up, they could use it. Yeah, big time. Best piece of advice to parents of teenagers, especially when you yourself raised a wild child, speaking of me and her best friend. Oh, the best advice for raising a teenager is uh, listen to them. Make your, keep them busy with uh not just busy busy but keep them busy with uh, activities keep them in church get them in sports and and support them as best you possibly can and when they get into the teenage years years those things they want to shuffle shuffle them off but make sure you have a basis for that before they get to the teenage years and that should help and the best advice i think you could give i could give them is it's going to sound weird, but don't take them serious when they fire back at you. You have to be aware that these are... They have yet to learn the, like, what's that saying? Um, don't make decisions, permanent decisions on temporary emotions. Permanent decisions on temporary questions. Because teenagers do tend to think that every day the world's ending. Absolutely. And when, and if you're old enough to listen to this, you know better. Yeah. That's not the truth. That's not... That's not cool so but just stay with them love them no matter what and just uh you know be try to be open with them try not you know, just try to be open with them try to understand where they're coming from try to understand that you and most of all oh gosh thank you lord just just came to me you're not their friend oh that's a good one you're not their buddy you're their parent they have friends they have buddies and most of those will disappear as time goes on. But you're the parent. You're the long term. You will be there. You will be there. So be the parent. Make the hard love choices. Take a stand when you know better, when you need to. The word no seems to go out of fashion a mm. lot lately. Uh, use it. Practice it. My mother, we, my, my sisters and I still laugh at my mother because that was her favorite word. Hey, mom, can I? No. Oh, my gosh. Grandma was always the no one. The best example no. for grandma is I always say, you could literally be like, grandma, I'm going to give you a million dollars cash, tax-free. How do you want it? Do you want it? Hundreds, ones, tens, twenties, what? And she'd go, no. No. And you're like, wait, what? Did you hear me? <laughs> Did you hear the question? And then like five minutes later, she'll come back and be like, okay, what? <laughs> but it's just an automatic no. It is. It's and just I'm an automatic no when it came to her. But that was. Do you feel like life. teenage boys or teenage girls are harder to raise? Girls. Really? Yes. Yes. I was hard. Yes. I was not hard. Yes. Well, Brandon wasn't either. I was blessed. Um, yes, girls are tougher because uh, the difference between the two that I ever found out was uh, boys. You can pretty well. Tell them something. 
girls, you got to show them. Oh, so girls have to have tough love. Well, you got to show them. And girls have so many. There's just so much. There's just so much danger out there for females these days. And little young men as well. But uh, there's. <laughs> I, now, there's a story, but I'm not going to go. There. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, I've I found that boys are so are are a bit more. Uh, they're easier. They're, they're they're not easier. Bad word. It's just not as challenging as girls. Although but, I do feel like flip the parent, and that like might have a different opinion because I remember my brother sometimes with mom like he was not nice and no. he was not the easiest no like he had his moments and I'm sure I was like that towards her but I was like ah it's my dad <laughs> screw you mom Again, I don't have to listen to shit fathers your daughter your your son is your son till he takes him a wife but your daughter is your daughter for the rest of your life wow did you just make that up it just came to me. Well, that was deep. I can't make that up, but that I've heard it. Well, they also say, like, when it comes to daughter and father, like, you're my first love. I'm the first man you fall in love with. Right. And then... Or I was the first man you fall in love and with. And then... You go from there. I don't know about the son and mother. Oh, I'm totally dedicated to my mother. Yeah. I always mine took her side. Would, Mom, take care of you. Ma- like, mine would you. get back inside me if he could. Yeah. Like... He, yeah. That thing is attached to me. He's there. We cannot help it. Oh, bless it. it. I mean, I love my dad to death. I respected him. I admired him. Uh, All the good things. But uh, when it comes down to choosing sides, if you had to, I always fell with mom. I would never choose mom's side. Well, there you go. (laughs) I don't think my sister's I think that's also very well known, but that's fine. Okay. Another question from one of the girls. Yes. What is your coping mechanism you use when life doesn't go as you planned? God. I've learned that one because I've tried all the other coping mechanisms and they don't work. They're all temporary. Troubles float. You can't drown them. They don't go away. You need to face up to them, take your, you know, take responsibility and put your faith that God has you in his right hand as he promises in his Bible. That he has you in his right hand. He has a hold of you. He has a hold of your life. He's put you in this spot for a reason. What can you learn from it? So hard to do when the world's beating the snot out of you. Right. But it is the truth. Because one of my favorite passages is always, this too shall pass. It's not even in the Bible. Somewhere. No. I'm sure. We have is. had this debate a million times. Google it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Last question. Mm-mm. If you could do one thing differently, looking back, would you do it? And if you would, what would it be and why? If I could go back and do something different. Would you? Would I? No. I feel like I'm like that too. No. Like I I've learned. Think, I can't think of a, of a, of a, of a pivotal moment in my life that if I would taken this road instead of that road my life would be tremendously different or someone else's would be I think I may have been a little more I should have been a little more loving and understanding to some people as I go through my life um might have done that different might have avoided some things yeah there are a lot of little things but no no I'm I 
got my my experiences have made me what I am today, and I am really comfortable with who I am, and what I am, and where I am, and who I'm with, and uh, life is good. Life is good now, and I just hope and uh, pray that it continues along that path. In sixty eight years, there's a no. You wouldn't change anything. <laughs> oh, well done. I'll just well done. Well, I'll just say. I mean, if God, I don't know relationships that didn't work out. You know, when they don't work out, there's a reason. There's something. I feel like that's how I am. Like I wouldn't. There's nothing big. It's part of your story and your journey. Even my divorce, I wouldn't change that. I mean, I would, but I, I, I understand the lessons I've learned from it and have grown to be a bigger person, a better person because of it. And I'm much more sympathetic and understanding to people. So not really. No, uh, there's. You know, there's always those little things in your life you wish you could have done different, but no, nothing big, nothing pivotable. Pivot. Don't look at me for that word. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one because I'm not going to tell you all the ones I'm thinking of. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Those will get locked away with the college stories. Well, there you are. Okay. So at the end of each of my episodes, we do a burning question. So, yeah. There you go. Sound effects. Pick one of these. Do not look at the question. Okay. Oh, what topic are you tired of hearing about? <laughs> I already knew. I already knew. Uh, can I draw another one? Something a little more provocative, provoking. Okay. So you know, yeah, because that's going to be another forty-five minutes, folks, well, if we get on that subject. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So I have a whole box of these, and I just spread a few out so he can pick it. Okay. So, so I grab the dumbest one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're not getting fun ones. What's your favorite smell in the world? PG-13. <laughs> Dinner on the table. My wife is a wonderful cook. Oh, she really is. And uh, when I can... When I just smell dinner on the table, I'm going, oh, she loves me. That's your favorite mm-hmm. smell in the world? Nothing like black licorice or, because that oh, is, you, you love like black that. licorice. Can't smell perfume anymore, so it's, that's off the table. <sighs> the freaking bed. Well. So yeah. dinner. Yeah. But you can smell dinner. I can smell dinner. I know when dinner's getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. another thing. I don't have to cook, so I'm blessed. You are that. retired. Your uh, wife works. Yes, yay man. You are a spoiled, retired, I elderly be, man. I couldn't agree with you more. No well, argument At least you're not there. fighting it. Hmm? I said, at least you're not fighting it. Uh, why would I? Why would, who but would she do that? loves doing that stuff, though. She does. She loves me very much. She loves the what? hospitality of anything and everything. Yes. Whether we're coming over just to say hi, it's yes. like, oh, let me get cookies in the oven for the kids. And it's like, no, we stopped to like... Yep. Go to the bathroom before we were going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So no, she, she likes a good hospitality. She does. She's a partier. She, she throws a, partier. a lot. We've thrown a lot of festive events. And yes. Most of them because of her. She promotes them. I'm like that. I like a good host. Yeah. Like there this weekend go. coming up. You're getting better. Your skills are getting better. Thank you. Appreciate that. I remember showing up and no food. Just no, come over. No drink. <laughs> no nothing. Just come over. Just come over. Just come over. We'll figure it out when we get here. There you are. That was back in my bachelorette days. You got 60 people over here. You go, well, we got beer pong. I know. (laughs) 
Now I go big. I don't even do mediocre tiny things anymore. It's either go big or go home. Yeah. Good to know. I love a good hosting. Da da da. Well, thank you for joining us. Oh, we done? Oh. Yeah. Can I have another brain question? We can do <laughs> God, We can do no. another round. I'll oh. get on a I'll get a subject. Maybe it'll be like David's college. Or not. <laughs> sure. No. No. Uh, we'll figure out another well, one. Well, it depends on how well this is received, and we will gauge it from there. Oh, so you're a maybe. I should put you on my well, maybe if, returning you know, list. If I get like 20,000 hits, oh, I'm in. 20,000 hits, folks. Oh, whatever. Let's is get that, them up Is that there. a big number? I don't is know. Number? I don't know. How many you get now? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I have a thing, but I just, it's numbers. Like I said, the older I get, the more like illiterate I get with this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just like to put a microphone up to my mouth and talk. Yep. There you go. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to download where you get your podcast and follow us on Instagram at Be Real with Bonnie. And then until next time, be real. <laughs>